0: Welcome to Heart to Heart, a Horizon-produced podcast. My name is Christina Pearl, and today we are sitting down with Christine, who is going to open up to us about her journey with her family, how she continues to navigate the behavioral health system, and what she has learned about mental health as a parent and community member. Christine, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Would you mind just briefly introducing yourself, giving us a little background, and and then we can get started.
1: Of course, of course. Thank you for having me. My name is Christine Langenfeld, and I am a mom foremost of two beautiful daughters, and I'm also a director of operations and marketing for the Amherst Chamber of Commerce, a large regional chamber of commerce in Western New York.
0: Thank you again for sitting down with us and deciding to share your journey, and I would love to just start off with that. Um, would you mind explaining a little bit about what got you to sitting down here with me today and, and the journey you've, you've gone on so far?
1: Yeah, I would love to. So my daughter, Jo, you know, a pretty healthy, vibrant child. When uh, they started to turn maybe 10 and 11 years old, there was this very slow progression of um, depression, anxiety that kind of just started to surface and show its face every once in a while. And OCD, uh, diagnosable OCD. So Joe had hurt themselves um, in seventh grade. And ended up with a back injury that required some zero activity, which I think was the pivotal moment when a lot of this started. And uh, six months of not being able to do very much, I think, just made this journey um, exasperate itself. So, sure. um, within a couple years, it turned into debilitating OCD, not being able to. Um, Touch door handles and uh, be able to go out in public easily and go to school easily, and the the challenges that come along with that became um, overbearing, and f- there was a social anxiety that goes with that, and then you know, depression. The depression just came along with that. Sure. When Joe was probably in ninth grade, and was really starting to struggle. We started to see the suicidal ideation and realized that we needed to seek additional resources that we weren't able to manage this within our home. We reached out to local services. There was some hospitalizations that occurred and uh, that was the beginning of the journey. So here we are a few years later And after a failed suicide attempt, um, we are in a very healthy position after receiving some very intensive treatment, therapeutic treatment, that allowed Joe to recover from a lot of those different things, learn more about themselves, learn more of the value of themselves, and... Uh, Horizon Health, of course, was a very big part of that journey.
0: And thank you so much for sharing that. As a family and and a mom, of course, I'm sure that was incredibly difficult to navigate because as we're seeing and hearing in our community year after year, families don't know where to go. Families don't know at times what to even look for because that education might not have been there and the resources might not be as, you know, available. What would you say from a family standpoint, from a mom, you know, that, you know, education is obviously so important. And if you could, you know, say anything to a family member or a loved one that that might start identifying with some signs and symptoms that their loved one's giving off. What would you, what are a couple pieces of advice that you could give or that you would want people to know? I think there's
1: a multitude of resources that are out there and they really need to reach out and tap into them. If you have a school-age child that's having issues, whether it's uh middle school, high school, what have you, definitely reach out to the guidance team or the, the school itself, because I'm sure that they have resources. And even in our journey of just the last, I guess it's going on five years now, the resources at the school level have dramatically increased and there's Mm -hmm. so much more opportunity to find assistance and help and next steps. Um, So definitely reach out to school. I think if it's, uh, again, a child, reach out to the pediatrician. I know that Horizon is one of the the facilities that is trying to assist these different doctor's offices and trying to help them have the resources to give to parents. You know, when I went to my pediatrician, you know, she told me that we're seeing so much of this and yeah, we need help to help Our parents. So I know that we've strived to help them get the right resources to give to parents. So talk to the doctors that are involved for your family members if um, that's an option. I think when you get into adults or those people that in your family that might be over 18 that are really in control of their own lives, I think it's going to be a little bit more challenging. But nonetheless, engage them the best you can with activity to include them in your life
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then have those conversations to say, hey, how are you? Let's talk about this. Right. Um, If you're not comfortable doing that here, let's go somewhere else. You know, we've had experiences like this where you just need to open up the dialogue to know that they matter, that they're worthy, that they're not alone and that what they're feeling is okay and they should feel that in whatever format they are, but that there might be some assistance to help them unravel all of that and get to therapy. There, I don't care who you are, you could be as healthy as healthy can be. And we all should have a good therapist because there's a lot going on in this world. And um, they're the ones that can help us unravel all of the nuances that occur
0: and you're exactly right and i think that aligns nicely with with the next you know topic i was going to bring to you was the stigma is so real around mental health it's something we talk about all the time internally it's something that we're working so hard on focusing externally on messaging to reduce that stigma to make picking up the phone and calling you know, a counselor or a, a, another support, you know, normalizing that, um, admitting that I might not know everything and that's okay, but I, I have a gut feeling that something might be off with one of my children or with um, a partner or, you know, a sibling. And, you know, the stigma is still so prevalent heavy. and heavy. it is, it's heavy and as a family and everything that you navigated and all of the resources, I mean, it's overwhelming, but you obviously stayed on a path because that you want your children to be safe and healthy and you'll do anything you can to get them there. But what would you say, both personally and professionally, because you see a a few different views of it how can we go about reducing the stigma even more? Um, And and, and what would you say as a family member about the heaviness of the stigma?
1: Yeah, the stigma is real and we experienced it ourselves. You know, we were you know, dealing with someone who was really ill in so many different ways. And, you know, you don't always want people to know your business. And they're going to think that, you know, whatever they might think in their mind, and it's real, because you're trying to navigate each day the best that you can. But really, when you start to unravel the situation, and you start to reach out to other people, everybody has a story, whether it's themselves or a family member or a close friend or whatever it might be. Everybody has a story and everybody has had some experience with dealing with this. And I think that once you're able to open up that dialogue, they share back their own story, which is going to help going to help that, that conversation improve thus reducing the stigma. And it's so important because as you start to do that, you just witness it unfold. Yes. Especially in light of COVID, you know, the challenges have become even heavier than they were before. (laughs) It's just really something that I think our community both personally and professionally just really need to take a look at because people are the heart and soul of our, our universe and everyone matters. Absolutely. By having those dialogues, it it matters. And that anti-stigma coalition that now occurs in Erie County, what a phenomenal platform for the business community to get involved, to help reduce um, that stigma and help open up the conversation that it's important for managers and senior level people and companies to start to normalize the conversation in a work environment so that it 's okay that you're managing your work but that you might have a family member that 's challenging and you have to balance all that that it's it's we just need to normalize it we do and uh There's so many different ways we could do that.
0: There are. And I mean, conversations like this, the education piece, both, you know, with schools, with doctor's offices, with one another, you mentioned COVID and that's something that I wanted, you know, to touch on as well. You know, how do you think COVID has impacted, you know, people struggling with mental health and also even those that might not have realized they were struggling? right mm-hmm. and then yeah. covid magnified it
1: for sure i mean <clears throat> when you were possibly struggling before covid and then suddenly you're <laughs> stuck in your home and you're not able to do anything and you're not be able to you know talk to or see anybody you kind of get into these these rhythms that are not the healthiest patterns for your overall physical or mental health. We know, because we don't really always talk about this, you know, mental health is obviously so important, but a lot of that stems from your physical health as well. Just being able to get out and move and have a physical lifestyle because the more physical you are, even if it's just simply walking or biking or walking your dog or Taking out the garbage or whatever it might be, that right. can help stimulate you know some progress in your mental health for the day. So we know through through this journey that sometimes you only take it day by day. So if you can just get outside that one day from getting your garbage out or taking the dog out, you know that that's going to help you. So COVID, you think that there was going to be this light at the end of the tunnel, and then it was year. Now we're suddenly we're in year two. And uh, maybe people were starting to get comfortable in their homes and maybe have turned to um, drinking or to other substances to help them just navigate themselves through the day for whatever it is that they might be working on. But they really need to find alternate ways to come out of that, that this this. Environment that we live in is temporary. It's not always going to be like this. Right. So, to, to re engage into a work environment or to re engage into social activity, right. You just need to, now talking from the family's perspective, you need to help your family or your friends and help pull them out of that. Right. Now that it's safe to do that you know, we're vaccinated and we're boosted and we can get back out there again. So this is the time that, you know, for those of us that can to get out there and help those in need to say, okay, let's take the next step and let's call and let's maybe go to an AA meeting or maybe Uh go to a group therapy so that we can figure out how to maybe talk about your drinking or talk about your whatever affliction you might be dealing with. Right. But the family and friends are going to be really important in that, that next step of the journey to help pull them out of that.
0: Absolutely. And it's those supports, those healthy supports. And like you said, A walk is a healthy support, right? Your Mm -hmm. AA meetings, your support groups, your group therapy, your friends, your loved ones, those you feel comfortable with, um, but surrounding yourself with those healthy supports and um, making it a consistent part of your everyday life.
1: For sure. For sure. And I think for some people, they've maybe come from a home environment that is not the healthiest of environments. So then they're relying on themselves to do that. Right. So now the community has another hurdle where you have to get to those people that might not have the family support or friend support or that network to help get them the resources. So right. we need to get to those very valuable souls out there that deserve the help as well. Absolutely. Whether that's through um, When they do get out of their house, you know, if they're at the doctor or if they're on their um way to the grocery store or something like that you know there's just got to be these these signs out there that says they're not alone and that there's going to be additional help for them
0: absolutely cuz it's hard to navigate you know it's it's like you were saying it's you could have every resource at your fingertips every opportunity at your fingertips but it's an overwhelming process and, you know, sometimes that stigma gets even more overwhelming. So to break through that and just pick up that phone and call, have a conversation is is such a healthy next step for, you know, that further support, counseling, treatment, whatever that looks like for an individual.
1: Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, it's just even, you know, once you get the the courage to get out and make the call to help yourself or if you have that loved one that's helping you get to the next step. There's medication out there to help. It can help you get to the next step. Absolutely. Um, But nothing is, which I have to, I guess in what I learned in my journey, is that it's not a one size fits all solution for everybody everybody, everybody is different. That's why there's so many different resources out there. Mm-hmm. And because one person might've had, a, you know, some, some, a therapist that didn't work for them. That's okay. There's hundreds of more therapists that are out there and they don't always maybe click and that's okay to walk away and go find another one
0: exactly, um, or to
1: find a different group that can help you or to. Def- If that medication didn't help you, that's okay. There's more that might help you. It's not a one size fits all. And that should be the expectation when you're navigating to say, okay, this didn't work or it's not working for me. That's okay. Let's pivot and let's find the next solution.
0: And that comes from such a great place for so many people to hear and listen to because it isn't a one-size-fits-all and there's a number of resources out there for people to utilize. What would you say is, you know, one or a few of the experiences that stand out to you most from seeing Joe receive support or treatment?
1: So I would say number one, I think that there's a better opportunity for the organizations, the actual resources, whether it be the hospital or the the clinics that are helping these people to really listen to the people that are coming in. Um, They're coming in under a lot of stress and under obviously not the best state of mind, but I think that they really need to listen to them to really uncover what might be a functional part of what they're asking for because they don't know how to ask for help. Sure. I think sometimes they just there are some that just say you're sick and you're sick and that's all that it is and anything else you might be feeling is because you're mentally sick and that's not always the case. I think that there needs to be a medical doctor that's going to help navigate all of the different therapies that you might be working on. And I say that in a way that states that sometimes there might be something more and you should keep looking. You know your body, even if you're sick
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: uh, mentally ill, I should say, or on a journey of mental mental wellness. Sure. That trust your body. And if you think there's something else going on, Seek that additional um, assistance. That's number Absolutely. one. Number two is um, is the camaraderie that you get by opening yourself up to the other families you meet. So, as my child was in the hospital, the hospitals multiple times, there's these families you start to see on the same pattern as you're doing your visits, and you kind of just, you know, in the beginning, you kind of just look up and smile and. You walk along your way, and it's hard to have a conversation. But once I fam- once I finally started to talk to those other families, the camaraderie that came with them, with those conversations, are so valuable to us today. Um, there's two particular families that I saw for a year and a half walked right by just did that simple smile you're coming in and out of the hospital and or in and out of these treatment facilities but once we actually had a conversation we could lean on each other and we could rely on each other for understanding and for a reciprocal (laughs) right reciprocal conversation to say you know what this is happening to you too. I get it. I get it. And you're not alone. Yep. Yeah. So the camaraderie, make sure you're, make sure you open yourself up to talk to those people that you see and to listen and you'll be better for it. I promise you.
0: That's a great piece of advice too, because again, that stigma sometimes silences us, but yet, and you said it earlier, if you start opening up that dialogue and share your story, you're going to get a story back because everyone's been touched by it. Mm -hmm. And those conversations then evolve into supports and friendships and partners that you can talk to and lean on in times that you need that. Right. Absolutely. And The more and more we keep these conversations going, the more and more those supports are going to be created and evolve and and hopefully help to reduce that stigma and and continue to get people the support that they deserve. Absolutely. And for me
1: to just um, extend on what I was saying with that, my first comment was that there's some help or there's some assistance out there that weren't always listening well to what we were saying. The reverse of that is there are so many people that do listen and have such warm, compassionate hearts and are so caring. And all they want to do is to help your family member or your friend really get to the next level and to succeed. And those people are just, I applaud them. and. What they do is so critical and um, I wish I could reach out to, you know, it's funny because there's so many of them and I can see their faces and I don't even know all their names, but they were so instrumental in the progress of healing. I wish I could think of them all.
0: And that's why people get into the fields that they do. You know, this level of help and hope that they can provide families and individuals is is nothing short of incredible and Absolutely. selfless and the empathy that is given by by so many is what keeps you driving forward.
1: I always have this, this, <laughs> this wish and this hope in the younger years through the school age years. It's always so important to have these kids go to physical education every other day, right? You go to gym class every other day since you're started, you know, in elementary school when you go to recess, right? So that's physical education. What about the mental education? I think that New York State and the, the various municipalities, I'm hoping can find better ways to help the dialogue and the conversation at a your early age, so that as you as you grow up, you already are instilled with the idea that it's okay to talk about and that you should be and are expected to talk about your mental wellness yes. not just your physical wellness. So yeah, hockey, basketball, football, it's all great. But what about you know the dialogue of how you're feeling today and how is your family member feeling and are they okay and let's maybe let's talk about that because there's probably a way to assist them now instead of years from now.
0: Absolutely. And to again that's all part of that that normalizing conversation normalizing talking about mental health, your emotions, your feelings, what might be to, at the core of your day. And and I I believe that I hope, right, that we will get there because I think through conversations like this and through the work that there, so many agencies are doing and organizations are doing throughout our community and our state and the country to really put forth a focus on mental health and wellness and well-being. I, I hope that they listen to this and take that in advice because starting in kindergarten, there should be, there should be a class around this. I
1: think one of the greatest pieces of advice I ever got was for me to add crisis services phone number into my phone and into my children's phones.
0: Absolutely. The
1: Buffalo crisis services number is 716-834-3131. At the time that was suggested to me, I'm like, you're just like, you're just drugging me off. And you're just like, I wanted, I wanted to talk more about them. but I'm like, all right, I put this phone number in you know, my phone, and I put it in my daughter's phones. And thank God I did, because that number was used by my daughter. And that is why she's still here today, why they are still here today. Absolutely. At the time, wasn't appreciative of the advice, but it was life-saving. And if I can leave, you know, the audience who's listening to this with anything, put that phone number into yours your phone, your loved one's phones, Mm -hmm. that number again, you know, 716-834-3131. hope you never have to use it, but if you do, it's there.
0: Absolutely. And something like that seems so simple, right? And it's life-changing because it's a direct resource and a direct contact. Well, thank you so much for for being so open about your journey and also your recommendations and advice and thoughts on what other family members should do and can do and who they can outreach to. Is there anything else that you want to leave us with or mention to us that we have not discussed yet?
1: I just wanted to say thank you for this opportunity to discuss this. Obviously, I'm a, I'm passionate about it, having um, been on a journey that's been years now, and it will be for the rest of our lives. But to anyone who's listening, know that you matter. You are worthy. You are not alone. Pick up the phone and make the phone call. There's organizations like Horizon Health that are going to be able to help you and get you the next steps, all it takes is a phone call or an email, and uh, you've made progress already.
0: Absolutely. And Christine, thank you so much for your transparency and vulnerability and outlook on this because you're helping us normalize the conversation and reduce that stigma every day. So we're so appreciative of you and your family. thank
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you to Christine for sitting down with us today and allowing us to learn more about her and her family's journey. We appreciate you all tuning in and hope this conversation provided an expanded outlook on the importance of education, keeping conversations going, and the support and resources that are available to those struggling with mental health. You can always visit our website at horizon-health.org to learn more about our treatment options available for individuals, families, and loved ones. Be sure to subscribe to Heart to Heart to stay up to date and informed on the latest resources, support, and education that matter most to our community. Please follow us on LinkedIn Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for continued conversations around mental health and substance use resources for those in need. Thank you for tuning in today.